0: Janine, this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Mike Peters of The Alarm, and he's going to talk about Love, Hope, Strength Foundation announcing their February 4th Love, Hope, Strength Big Night In, an evening of entertainment on World Cancer Day. Welcome to the show, Mike.
1: Great to be here, Janine. Thanks for having me on the show. Brilliant.
0: Where are you connecting from? You're in London?
1: I'm in Wales, actually.
0: Oh, North, Wales.
1: North okay. Wales. Yeah, right on the coast, not, not too far from Liverpool, if you know England. We're a stone's throw from. I know from a little Brisbane.
0: bit. I want to go someday when there's no COVID.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a great place. We, we live in Wales. It's a beautiful part of the world, one of the, the best kept secrets the world has. We think
0: it's beautiful. Let's hope it stays that way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Safe. so
0: how are you doing right now with COVID?
1: uh i'm doing good i've uh, been very creative and trying to make the most of the time uh, in some ways um being off the road has allowed us to be a lot more creative and really follow our uh, instincts you know, sometimes when you start making a record or writing a song you get onto a train of thought and then that gets interrupted by someone your agent phone up saying hey we've got some tour dates you've got to fly to america and, right. and get going and and this time that hasn't happened so we've just been able to really follow through some ideas and go really deep into the creativity. And, and I, to be honest, I'm really enjoying it. That's um, good. A lot of great music for the, in the name of the alarm. And we're very excited about the possibilities and, but we're still looking forward to the return of the touring, but, uh, but we're making the most of what we have right now.
0: Well, it's great. Cause you're still creating for the fans. I mean, I've been a fan a long time now. I remember <laughs> listening wow. to music. And, you know, I love it. And it's great because I feel like probably for you, there's been more synergy with your band because you've had this time.
1: Well, well, very much so. And the fans, because when when the lockdown happened in the UK in Mm -hmm. March 2020, we were due to be playing a big show that night in in the north of England. Really? And up in Scotland and uh, the next night. And and, and the shows had to be cancelled days before. Mm -hmm. So we, we thought, what can we do to help the fans through this and ourselves through this horrible moment so we created our own tv show called the big night in right from my home we started broadcasting with jules my wife as the presenter on the sofa a bit like Love you it. are now <laughs> and then I, I would stand by my jukebox and play some songs and we dug out some rare videos from the alarm archive and it, and we turned it into a huge show and we had hundreds of thousands of people tuning in and amazing it really, it really connected us with a lot of people in a great way and kept us all having something to look forward to while we were staying indoors. And and it's been been brilliant. And it's that spirit that's driven us right through this whole COVID situation.
0: That's amazing. Now, let's jump into your event on February 4th. Tell me why this foundation was important for you to create.
1: Yeah, well, Jules and I, my wife, we're we're both cancer survivors. Jules was diagnosed with breast cancer Mm -hmm. uh, a few years ago. And survived and came through all that and and I've been living with leukemia since 1995 and uh, I've had a long journey with with cancer Um, and it really got dark for me around 2005 but I managed to come through and and I was introduced to a gentleman in Texas called James Chippendale and, and he'd been a bone marrow transplant recipient and survivor of the transplant process and together as leukemia patients we both felt there was differences in healthcare systems around the world that we could help alleviate for people who are less fortunate than ourselves to have you know in in Wales in the USA sure you can have access to amazing medical teams amazing cancer research amazing cancer medicines and and doctors and nurses and and uh, but there's others out there who are less fortunate so we felt that by utilizing the power of our music Taking our music to mountain sides and singing out in the open, we could help people less fortunate than ourselves, and that was the the beginnings of Love, Hope, and Strength.
0: I love it. So, as far as the event goes, I think it's an hour long special. It's live and recorded musical performances.
1: That's right. Yes, we, we've been lucky enough because we started the charity in two thousand and seven, and our first ever event was on the, the the summit of the Empire State Building in New York, and we climbed steps yeah <laughs> we climbed every step and we had billy duffy from the cult and dave wakelin from the english beat and, and slim jim phantom from the stray cats and, and we played a gig on the top of the empire state building Lovely. and that was to announce our next mission was going to everest to perform the highest gig on land in the world and which we did we, we had glenn tilbrook from squeeze join us uh it was filmed for vh1 palladia channel and uh, it really set a big fire burning under our charity, and a lot of people reached out to connect, a lot of musicians. We started doing BOMO donor drives at concerts around the USA and the UK, um, and, and we used cheek swabs to get people onto the BOMO donor registry to, to become matches for people like me and James, who are who leukemia survivors who might need a transplant to stay alive. And through that process, we connected over two hundred and fifty thousand people to the international oh gosh, right. registry. Yeah, um, and more probably even better, we found five thousand potentially life-saving matches that would be attributable to, to to whatever bands concert they were at. You know, we right. saved a lot of lives. Forty-five lives were saved through Linkin Park. It's beautiful uh, through people getting on the list at their shows. Mm-hmm. And and so when we go back to like Mumford and Sons and say, hey, we saved eight potentially eight lives are saved for your concerts they were what you've turned our gig into a life-saving event and that's what we do that's and uh, obviously doing cheek swabs now is going to be difficult in covid of course but yes. we've got a great supporter base and um, as well as doing the, the physical side of fundraising and we do a lot of mentoring and we're called love hope strength because we try and give out a lot of positive messages through our music and show people that we represent what we think of a new face of cancer, a new generation where we have a fighting chance to beat yes. this disease. Yeah, The, the, the <laughs> treatments are there. If you can only have access to them and you get in early enough and you check yourself and respond, then everyone has a fighting chance. Now.
0: It's, I was going to say, I mean, so many people know someone, if not family members that have been touched by cancer. I mean, I know, I had mentioned um, to Ken Phillips, your PR person, that amazing PR person, by the way, um, that my dad had uh, stage four colon cancer. Wow! Um, You know, I've had family members with breast cancer and somebody knows somebody and has been impacted.
1: Absolutely. That's that's what we found every time we set up our booth a concert it was the campaign was called get on the list so we didn't mention the word cancer a lot of people came over thinking it was a chance to get backstage and get on the guest (laughs) list (laughs) and it was because they came into the booths that they started to oh this is a cancer charity yeah and it kind of took the the fear out of the situation and and they they walked into it without even thinking because most people when they see the word cancer they look away
0: yeah and
1: and and so this was a great way to us for people to engage They'd let their guard down and say, well, actually, I, 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 I think I might have found a lump and we could say, oh, look, go point them in the right direction of, of, of yeah. approaching their, their medical teams and getting to their doctors and, and then progressing it and not being afraid that they might find something that they have to act upon. Sure. But it's, it's much better to act early. And, and it's the worst thing you can do is pretend it's not there and that it'll go away because cancer doesn't just go away.
0: No, you it have, doesn't. You
1: have to tackle it head on.
0: Right. And what's wonderful too, Mike, is that you make people feel less alone. This is a, you know, a disease where sometimes you probably want to curl up in a ball and not connect with people. But the connecting with people really helps you in so many ways.
1: It it really does. You know, I I was fortunate when I my cancer journey came out in public. I I was I connected with millions of fans. I mean, it was the era of when Lance Armstrong was the figurehead for. Oh, yeah. uh, winning a cancer battle Mm -hmm. and the day I went public with my cancer experiences the next day I must have been sent like 200 copies of it's not about the bike and and it was people saying look you've got to read this book here's a guy that's rides bikes but he survived cancer and he's had an amazing story and Mm -hmm. I read the book and as I didn't know much about cycling and tour de France and all that and, and I was absolutely blown away and I thought well if I could turn my music into something like that that when fans hear of a family member that's been diagnosed or, or having to face a cancer battle of their own they can say listen to this guy's music he's been through it listen, read his website you'll see the stories of how he survived and and is living to tell us the, the tale that, that's the most important thing for me when I was very first diagnosed in 95 the internet was very new And again, in 2005, when I was re-diagnosed, when I relapsed again, it was a scary place to go and I couldn't find any positives. It was all about the death rate and and Mm. how small your chances were of survival because we were working off old data. The the internet then was full of old data. Um, And as my story unfolded and I realised I had a chance to make it through and I was going to win. I thought, I've got to put this story up there so that it counteracts the negativity. And if one person finds this story and can read about my survival, then it will give them that little bit of hope. And that's what's happened. And then more and more since we've started Love, Hope, Strength, uh, we've been able to tell lots of other people's stories and how they've come through. And even if they've lost their life mm-hmm. and they lost their battle, so there's some there's still something beautiful in their journey about that that never allowed them to give up for right. one second, and yeah. to, and to you know they never went gently into the night, sure. and I, that was that there's a lot of beauty in the end of life that we're afraid of as well. And sometimes it's if, if you could only get one extra day to cancer treatment that allows you to hug your wife one more time or to say. Tell your kids you love them. That's, you know, one 24-hour victory can be a most beautiful prize at the end of your life.
0: That's amazing. You know, um, I just want to touch on, before we jump back into your foundation, for people that don't know much about you, when did you first gravitate towards music?
1: (laughs) Well, I was a proper little punk rocker uh, seeing the Sex Pistols in 1976 before it was all shock and outrage i saw them very early on and it was it was life-changing lyrically hearing the words like anarchy and pretty vacant i didn't know what they meant they weren't i wasn't taught those words in school sure and i realized there was a certain amount of liberating i had to go through to uh, realize what i wanted to become and and who i could become and what the possibilities were and um i picked up the guitar and thought if if these guys can create a band that can affect my life in the way they did and let's try and form a band here that can do something in a positive way because I did have quite a negative introduction to the sex. I I saw the Sex Pistols and they blew me away but after the gig I went to talk to Johnny Rotten at the bar and I asked him what anarchy in the UK meant he told me to f off really (laughs) quite quite loudly and and it was almost like whoa it was it was a real shock and it was a bit of a a, an awakening in a way and a bit like a slap in the face and I thought
0: of course how old are you I was, you? Only 16, 16,
1: 17, I was 16. I was going to say
0: 15, 16. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, if I get a chance to be in a band, I don't think I'd want to treat someone quite like that. Nice. There's got to be ways of, of, uh, enlightening people in a positive exactly.
0: way. Exactly.
1: And that, that's what started me off. Yeah. Well, that's a good mission. <laughs> it's still ongoing.
0: You know what? And I feel like your love and passion for music has probably just kept you so positive all these years through everything you've been through.
1: Very much. So I would say I'm alive because of music, almost literally when I was um, diagnosed in 2005 with with, uh, leukemia, I I had a, my blood count was off the chart. I'd fallen out of this healthcare system because I'd um, gone through my first cancer journey with non Hodgkin's lymphoma, Mm. come through all that. And, and then, my life mutated into leukemia but I didn't know it and I'd become very ill um my blood count was at half a million instead of single figures so I, my blood wasn't wow. even moving around my body yet, and the doctor didn't realize didn't couldn't believe I'd even walked into the hospital so I was sent for immediate treatment and um they they wanted me to have um a bone marrow transplant on the spot and I said you know what I, I'm, I'm supposed to be going on tour to, my, to, to America. <laughs> this <tomorrow>. is <isn't>
0: inconvenient.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I put off the transplant and then, and, and then lived out this whole life. And then, and, and, uh, and when I came back, I, I'd actually re- reversed my blood count. And it, it turns out I had a, a very, yeah, I'd had a very different kind of disease than they first diagnosed me with. Oh. Um, and when they looked deeper into it, I had something else. That, and where the blood count goes up and down, so if I'd acted on their initial advice and gone, I had a bone marrow transplant, my life would have been very different. I might not have recovered, or I might not have been fit enough to run around the stages and travel mm-hmm. the world. And instead I was able to save my rock and roll life and the person you see today. Yes. And my doctor always said, the best thing he ever did was fight us and go on your tour and yes. come back a few weeks later. And, and true. Have
0: you will, you were like, I'm going to go rock.
1: I was, I just thought I can't stop the music, you know, this. I just thought to myself, they, minutes before they told me I had cancer, I felt completely well. I I felt like I was moving forward in life with not a care in the world. And then Mm -hmm. they said to me, they handed a piece of paper over that said cancer. We've got to talk about cancer and life changed. But when I was thinking about going on music, I think just take reverse yourself back a little bit. Because often when you're told you've got cancer, immediately you feel unwell. You feel like you've got to stay in bed. You can't go out. You can't go running. You can't train. You can't play guitar. You can't run in the field with your kids or take your dog for a walk, but you can. And it, it, and you have to just go back to the place you were before you heard the word cancer. And that's where you start your recovery, there. Not when you're 20 floors down when they've told you you've got cancer. Right. Great advice. We're, we're making a new album, um, but we're releasing the... That this is the this is the cover, cool. Uh, And it's got CDR inside, and I've hand painted the covers. That's amazing. Goes goes all out to the fans from tomorrow, Uh, but we haven't finished the recording, so this is actually a CDR inside. Okay. So the fans burn their own CD when we release the music on the twenty fifth of February. That's
0: amazing. I love that.
1: We can can, uh, beat the production deadlines, and the fans can have a physical. CD, they can listen to it on Spotify and iTunes, and we're also getting some uh, hand-cut vinyl made as well on the day, so. uh, And then after that, I'm gonna destroy the master tape, so it'll only exist in this form.
0: (laughs) That's a brilliant idea.
1: it's well, I think with the COVID situation, it's all about, we, we won't put an LP out for our 40th anniversary. We've had to produce it eight months up front. To, to even have it in time for the release date. So it's, wow. it's crippling the idea of the immediacy of music. So I thought, how can we get around that? And I mean, we only started making the album a few days ago in response to everything that was going on Whoa, in the book.
0: That's and unbelievable. Thought,
1: we want this to come out fast and furious. And in the moment, um, I was taken by a um, phrase John Lennon said about instant karma, that he, he wrote it in the morning, recorded it for lunchtime and released it for dinner.
0: And, <laughs> and that's course, you
1: that's me <laughs> well yeah at least in spirit <laughs>
0: anything else you'd like people to know about your foundation and your event february 4th
1: well it's going to be a, a exciting event it's going to be out live on youtube and uh, people will be able to tune in and um, we're, we're promoting the all the the awareness of World Cancer Day and celebrating life. We've got some amazing artists uh, taking part. Uh, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, um, Taylor from Foo Fighters and all kinds of things. We've got some amazing guitars. Billy Duffy from The Cult has signed a guitar that we're going to be able to auction off. And we've got some guitars from when we went to Everest. So there's some brilliant items there for people to... um, bid on that can go to help the battle against cancer on a global basis because through our adventures around the world we've been to Everest, Machu Picchu, Kilimanjaro and we've built cancer centers in all those parts of the world which we continue to support to this very day. So all the funds we raise on the Big Night In Love Hope Strength Special will support our missions around the world.
0: So amazing, so uplifting you know where can people find out more information about you and the event?
1: Well, our our website is lovehopestrength.co.uk. Or if you're in the USA, you can go to lovehopestrength.org. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. We're we're there. Google Love Hope Strength and you'll find us and you'll see what we've been up to since 2007 and where you can tune in to see the big night in on the 4th of February, World Cancer Day.
0: Fantastic. I'll be tuning in.
1: Fantastic. We'll give you away wave from the sofa.
0: Okay. And hello to the paparazzi in your background.
1: This is my hi there, my best answer, surviving wife, Julie. Nice to
0: meet you. Oh, oh, lovely to meet you. Thanks very much for having us and doing the interview. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. One Bye. last thing: what advice would you give for people that are having a harm, hard time right now?
1: Stay believing, because you know there is an end in sight to all of this. You know, and and if you are... F- diagnosed with cancer if you're feeling there's something that's not right act upon it don't be afraid to go to the hospitals ironically the hospitals are probably the safest places in the world to visit right now because they've been clean top to bottom they're covid secure and and i would strongly advise anyone who feels they've got a lump feels they've got something they're tired through all of this because cancer doesn't go away despite what what covid has brought to the world so but act upon it go and see your GP start the journey now hopefully nobody's been diagnosed with cancer since COVID came along but sadly that's not going to be true and hopefully if you start your journey early enough then you can find the road to recovery thank you
0: so much for joining us
1: thanks Janine thank you very much
0: take care bye-bye
1: bye-bye